0: Good morning, how is everybody doing today? Good morning, good morning. Let's all stand up. I got some some exciting things for you today. Today is our last, I want to say hello to all the campuses by the way. Everyone say East County. East say Santa Rope Say City Heights. City Heights. Say North County. Point say Point Loma. Point Loma. Say Microsites. Let's give all those people out there a big hand. God bless y'all. God bless you. God bless you. All right, whenever I... Um, when I get up on Sunday morning I have a sense of anticipation for what uh, God's gonna say and or do. And today I want to um, pray and give you a hint of what we're gonna talk about today so you would have a sense of anticipation. Uh today's our last day in our I doubt it series. We're gonna talk about science. Does science explain God away or does science help explain God? And I, I wanna pray for healing today. And I want you to be thinking about healing you need. And God specifically stirred my heart to pray for healing of eyes. Um, whether you have bad eyesight, my wife's having eye surgery this week. But uh, specifically blindness. Um, and the reason being that blindness is something that man can't heal but God can. And so I'm specifically putting myself out there. I don't know if it's going to happen. It's all, it's all completely up to God. Uh, but I want to pray for healing of eyesight. And if you know somebody who's blind, I want you to be praying and thinking about them during the service, and yourself, whatever's wrong with you, and be saying, "Lord, I, I'm anticipating you to do something in my body, uh, because God does do that." And I believe, well, He does not I mean, he, last week someone's actually uh, uh, someone with bad eyesight—they weren't blind—got healed last week. But this week, He said, "I want you to—I want you to call it out." And so, as we pray, I, I want—I'm going to pray that God would give you a sense of anticipation that He's going to do something in your life. Or in the life of someone you know, the story I'm going to read today is about a boy who was a guy who was born blind, and Jesus healed him. He can do that today. He can do that today. Lord, we are, we believe you are the great physician, and we hold that science does not explain you away. It, it glorifies you, it honors you, and I pray that you reveal that to us today and encourage us today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Give someone next to you a high five. Give someone next to you a high five. Amen. Y'all ready? By the way, show of hands, how many of you have something physically wrong with you? You're sick, you have cancer, you have something wrong with your leg, your hip, your kidney. Raise your hand really high, really high, really high. All over. Very good, very good. Oh, I shouldn't say very good. A lot of y'all got stuff wrong with you. (laughs) I don't mean very good. (laughs) Thank you for healing it. And uh, 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 Holy Spirit, I I pray all those people that you would prepare their heart and all the campuses that you would do something, even before we get to the end of the sermon, that God would heal you. And I'm going to ask you at the end of the sermon, did you feel like you got healed? That you, your, your leg feels better. Your eye feels better. That you can move something you couldn't move. Amen. Something may happen to you. It's all up to God. It may happen before I even pray. Which is how God does stuff. Let's see your Bibles. On the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say Word. word. Let's turn to John chapter 9. John chapter 9. John chapter 9. Matthew, Mark, Luke. John. And after you get to John chapter 9, uh, there's going to be a picture on the screen, a picture of something you see all the time. It's going to be the sky, the clouds. If you look at this picture, you see a sun, the mountains, snow, trees, grass, a black, white, and brown cow. We wanted to get a real ethnic mix in there. There was also a biracial uh, cow in there somewhere, but I think they cut them out here. Little brown and black and white spots on them. Uh, (laughs) In this in this picture, what you see is a, a sun that is 93 million miles away. It is shining its rays onto the Earth. You see the green trees and plants that are converting the sunlight through photosynthesis. They're converting the sunlight into chemical energy and food. As a byproduct of that process, that the plants convert the sunlight into chemical food, they give off oxygen, which happens to be what the animals breathe in. And the animals, when they eat the grass, they breathe out CO2, which happens to be what the trees and the grass breathe in. And so there is a system going on. You also see clouds. Clouds are a result of water vapor evaporating from the earth creating little droplets and then they form clouds in the sky and they, and they rain and they cool off the earth. And, and, and so you see this whole process happening every single day. And the only reason we know that that happens is because of science. Science will only explain what happens, it doesn't explain how it started. I'm going to read to you a definition of science, it's in your notes. It says, science is the knowledge about or study of the natural world based on facts learned through experiments and observation. A lot of people say, well, science explains God's way and because of science we know how things happen and therefore God doesn't exist. That is absolutely not true. Science is a discipline of understanding the natural world. Everyone say natural world. Very important. Natural world. And what science does, it helps us understand what is already there, helps us understand how it works and how maybe we can anticipate what will happen in the future. But science does not explain how it all started. Science did not put the sun in the sky. Science did not put the grass on the ground. Science did not create photosynthesis. Science did not determine that animals breathe out what plants breathe in and plants breathe out what animals breathe in. Science didn't cause that to happen. It just tells us it does happen. So I want to look in your notes. There's a a very four-step process of science that we all need to know. First is observation. Observation is you see something happen. So someone said, hey, there's a sun. There's a green plant. There's an animal. Already there. Science's first step is observation. Then a hypothesis. Here's what I think is going on. Then the next step in scientific method is a controlled experiment where they experiment what they think is going on over and over again and they test it. And then the fourth step is they come up with a theory or conclusion of here's what happens. Why is this very important? Because science will observe and explain what is going on in the natural world, but it doesn't tell you how it started. I was in a debate with a, with a uh, professor from one of the local universities years ago. We were in a, a five-minute debate on channel something here in San Diego, and we went back and forth, back and forth, and at the end, the end of the little mini-debate, he says, we agree on everything, pretty much. And I said, no, we don't, because you haven't explained how all this started, which is a very important fact. Where did the sun come from? Where did the moon come from? The sermon today is called the mad scientist. And the mad scientist is God. He's mad that we observe all these incredible things. And we don't give him credit for it. That we can actually say there's a sun up there. And by the way, the Bible is not a science book, but it has science in it. If you go back to that picture, uh, uh, please, if you go back to the picture, the sun, 2,700 years before scientists discovered it, the Bible says that the sun has an orbit. Now, first they said, "Well, the sun orbits around the Earth," and they said, "No, the Earth orbits around the sun." So the Bible's wrong. But little did they know that the sun travels, and our whole solar system travels around the galaxy at 600,000 miles per hour. The sun actually has a path around the Milky Way galaxy. The the Bible knew that before man—2,700 years before man, 2,500 years before man. In Job chapter 36, the Bible talks about clouds collecting water and raining distilled water on the earth. The Bible knew that before. 3,300 years before man discovered life was in the blood. Leviticus 711 says all those animals, the life is in the blood. You take the blood out, you die. The Bible is not a science book, but it has plenty of science in it. And so the mad scientist is like, you guys see all this stuff every day. You understand how it works and you don't give me glory. I gave you a brain to figure out who I am. And so when you see, every single one of us see science every single day. So what is the point, How was the connection between the natural world and the spiritual world? Because science only tells you what happens in the natural world. Everyone say Natural world. But there's a bigger world out there. One of the principles of science is that there has to be a beginning of everything. Nothing can start anything. There has to be a beginning. If you go up to a house someone built the house. If you go to the clothing store, someone built the clothing store. Someone designed the clothes. Can I get amen? amen? Then people say, "Well, who started God?" Very good question. So, I have my little fish tank here. See this right here? This is this is a, a illustration, a metaphor. This is the universe right here. Okay? Are y'all following me? This is the universe. And the Bible says, that the god stretches out the heavens like a curtain 2729 years before man realized that the universe was expanding the bible said it in isaiah chapter 40 verse 22 how did the bible know that god wrote it and everything in the universe i want you to imagine this is everything in the universe what science says and what science is is an explanation of how everything in here works chemistry physics Bio, biochemistry I took uh, differential equations, four-dimensional math. It talks about how all these things work together. This is the universe, and everything in the universe, and it's expanding inside this case, is, is explained by science. Science doesn't tell you how it happened. It has theories. It has guesses. Evolution is a theory. It's never been observed. So it's a guess. Based on what they know, but what they know is everything in here is, is, is explained by science. Not determined by science, explained by science. And by the way, every year goes by we learn more and more and more. Here's the, here's the catch. That science only explains what's inside the natural world. Everyone say natural world. There's a supernatural world out here. Where God exists. Where the rules are very different. And the rules that... Explain this, don't necessarily explain this. And when we pray, here, so if, you, if you can see in here these little Lego guys, let me just take one of them out. I'm, I'm going to be God just for a minute, hopefully it don't, don't bother you that God got a vest on. This is a little Lego guy, okay. Can you all see the Lego guy? Okay, he's in, the, he's in his world. When that Lego guy prays, he by faith is reaching out of the natural world into the supernatural world. And he's crying out to God. And God, when he performs a miracle, answers prayer, God reaches into the natural world and does stuff. And sometimes what God can do is he can uh, express authority over the natural laws of man. That's called the miracle. We pray for healing. You go to the doctor. The doctor says, you have cancer. We're going to give you chemo. We're going to give you radiation. And we may be able to help you. God can at any time do this. Bam. And then, man, go. Uh, we don't, I, I pray for a guy, he had blood clots in his lungs and going to his heart, and he was gonna die. And they were gonna operate on him, cut his chest open, cool his brain down. And they said, You may die from the surgery, it's so dangerous. And my wife and I prayed for him, and he was healed. And the doctor wrote a note saying, My doctor wrote a note saying, Something like, I'm gonna paraphrase it, forgive me if I don't get the exact word, but we've had an unexplainable, incredible development. <laughs> I've seen many of those letters from doctors and emails. Why? Because in this world, the rules science that govern this world which is science the rules and what we understand how things work don't explain what happened why because something from another world came in and touched it and says i am a superseding because god created these laws matter of fact turn to if you're in the bible real quick turn to romans chapter 1 we're going to do that real quick romans chapter 1 romans chapter 1 verse 20 i love this verse Romans 1, it says, for since the creation of the world. Everyone say creation of the world. It's very important that the, you understand God started it. God created science. God created the systems that govern our lives. Chemistry, biology. I, I took anatomy. Uh, uh, I don't know, a bunch of years ago. And when you take anatomy, at least when I took it, we had a test every week, give or take, almost every week, every 10 days. And we would study systems in the Bible. I mean, in, 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 the, in the body. So one week we studied the bones, the, the skeletal system. Next week we studied the reproductive system. Then we studied the circular system. Then we studied the respiratory system. Then we studied the endocrine system. And it was, it was a whole system of how things work together. God did that. When they had the, the, the exhibition at the, the museum of the, it was, I think it was called the, the body, or they had the human body. Can't remember. Anybody remember what the name of that thing was? What was it called? The body. And, and you walked in, if you didn't see it, you missed out on the glory of God. They had all the veins, just the veins in the body. They had all the bones, all the muscles, and it just had it sliced and diced where you could see how the body's make it, made. And it was a quote on the wall when you first walked in, and it said something like, the body is in imaginable creativity and complexity. God. And he says, I want you to study that and look at that and give me glory. Why is he mad? Because we look at that and say, nothing did it. Nothing. How could you say nothing? None of you would ever, ever say nothing made your apartment. Nothing designed your clothes. You would never say that. Look at this verse, chapter 1, verse 20 of Romans. It says, For since the creation, design, origination of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. What are his invisible attributes? His power, his creativity, his artistic capabilities, his organizational skills. His invisible attributes of clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that we are without excuse. God's gonna say, when you die, he's gonna say, So you're gonna tell me, you look at all that stuff, and you didn't give me glory, you have no excuse. I made it so complex, so beautiful, so amazing that you had to say, Oh my God. When you watch a sunset, I was in Michigan last uh, uh, Friday, Saturday, and I went to, got to the hotel uh, Friday night at nine o'clock, and the sun was still setting. It was still light out. And there was this orange glow in the sky at 9 p.m. And I went, wow. When you see the sunset, fire, you go, oh, my God. Anybody ever see that? Can I get amen? Why? Because God says, I'm going to make fire so awesome, you're going to say, oh, my God, every day. And you can see it every day and still say, oh, my God. Turn back to John chapter 9. John chapter 9. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read a story to you. And in this story, we're going to see the intersection between the natural world in the supernatural world. We're going to see science played out in this miracle of Jesus. John chapter 9, verse 1. It says, as Jesus passed, he saw him who was born blind from birth. And as his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, whose sin, this man or his parents, he was born blind. And Jesus said, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. In other words, I'm only going to be here for a certain amount of time, so I'm going to do the works of God while I'm here. Verse 5 As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he had said these things, he spat on the ground, made clay with his saliva, basically mud and dirt with his spit, and anointed the guy's eyes. They believed that, that spit had some anointing power and healing power. And he said, Go wash your face in the pool of Siloam, which is means sent. He is the scent one, sending him to the pool called scent. And he went and washed and came back seeing. So the guy was born blind. And he'd never seen. God, Jesus spits on the ground, makes mud with his spit, puts it in his eyes, says, Go wash your face. He said, I'm gonna wash my face. I'm gonna come back and get you for spitting in my eye. He goes and washes his face and he comes back and says, I, I ain't mad at you. I ain't hating on you, because now I can see. Okay, are you following me now? Okay, therefore the neighbors of those who previously had seen him was blind said, is not this the one who sat and begged? Some said, no. Others said he is and he is not. He says, I am he. I am the one who is blind. Verse 10, therefore they said to him, how will your eyes open? Because we can't do that. And by the way, we still can't do that. He answered and said, a man called Jesus made clay anointed my eyes and said, go wash your face in the pool. So I went and I received my sight. And they said, where is he? He said, I don't know. But y'all need to find him. Y'all need to find him. Number one in your notes. Look at at your notes. The father is glorified through the story science tells. The father is glorified through the story science tells. Let's go back. Science is the study of and the knowledge of the known or natural, natural world. When you look into the natural world, what you see is awesomeness. Amazing incredibleness. I'm gonna put a picture of the eye up on the screen. The eye is the best camera known to man. You'll put a picture of the eye. I'm gonna explain how the eye works well, a little bit. Okay, the eye. You look at the iris, the iris is what colors your eyes, it opens and closes and Determines how much light goes in your pupil. So when you shine light on your eye and your pupil gets small, your iris is closing and opening to regulate how much light goes in your eye. You see the cornea on the outside of your eye, it is a protector of the inside of your eye. It is nourished not by veins because it has to be completely clear. And every time you blink, the tears in your eye, the eye fluid in your eye washes and cleans your cornea in five one thousandths of a second. What's interesting is that you cannot see underwater, water, yet there is, there is fluid on your eye all constantly, which is how you see. God said I'm going to give you exactly enough fluid so you can see, but not too much so you're not blurred. The light goes in the middle, you see the cornea, you see the lens. Oh, by the way, the, the cornea is also responsible for 70% of the focus of the eye. Then you see the lens, which is about 30% of the focus, which is actually a lens, and you could actually take that lens out and replace it with a lens. Science has, science has figured out how to do that, but they haven't, they didn't determine that it's the lens. They just tell you how it works. In the back of your eye is the retina. You see rods and cones at the top. These rod-shaped cells, there's 130 million rod-shaped cells. Did you hear me right? 130 million in your eye. And they detect light. They get to, they, they get to, the best camera known to man can detect light at a 1,000 to 1 photons. A photon is the smallest unit of light. The eye can detect light 10 billion to 1. 10 million times better than the best camera known to man. Let's stop right there. Do you know how much time and energy and money man is uh, uh, spending to make good cameras? God says, I make the best camera, you will never catch my camera. That, your eye, that camera right there amounts for one quarter of a thousandth of your weight. One quarter of a thousandth of your weight. Yet 80% of the information coming into your body comes through your eye. Your eye can handle 500,000 messages at the same time. That's awesome. How do we know that? Science tells us that is, but science did not determine it is. There are, you see, uh, cones. There are... Six million cone-shaped cells on the back of your eye that that determine color variation. And all that information is taken through the optic nerve where there's a million nerve cells that go to your brain. That's the eye. Can I get amen? God is glorified. Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. And the firmament show his handiwork. Day on day, they utter speech. And night on night, they reveal his knowledge. That right there, your eye, this guy was born blind. And science will tell you that's how the eye works. Science will tell you here's why people go blind. But then we'll say, how do we fix it? God can reach down, out, and touch it. Look at number two in your notes. Jesus submitted himself... And exercise to and exercise authority over scientific laws he himself created. This is awesome. Philippians chapter two, verse five through eight, let me read this to you. It says, "Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God? But made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. Being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of a cross. This is what we read last week. Here's what's amazing. That Jesus, God, says, I am going to submit myself to science. I'm going to bleed. I'm going to eat. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be in agony. We looked last week about how he was in agony and he sweat blood. I'm going to be sorrowful. I'm going to cry. I'm going to feel pain. I'm going to suffer and die. I'm going to be disappointed by my friends. I'm going to experience all this and I'm going to submit myself and become a man. But at the same time, in other words, I am going to come out of heaven... Let me get one of these Lego guys. I think I can take them off here. I'm going to come out of heaven and humble myself and become like one of you and submit myself to all these laws. However, I am going to declare and demonstrate the, the kingdom of God on earth. So even though I'm in this body, I'm going to by faith call on power from heaven and supersede and express superiority over your science. What we have to understand is that we are not citizens of this world. We are citizens of heaven. So we are not limited by the laws of science that we understand how things work. And by the way, our science doesn't tell us everything about this world, much less that world. And so we want to be careful when we say, well, science says this, so that's the end of it. I was, I was talking to someone the other day, and they would say they were attracted to a certain kind of person. I want you to imagine you're attracted, you're a guy, you're attracted to tall, thin women. You don't know why. By the way, there's no science to that. <laughs> you just, just is. And you just, ever since a long time ago, you just went, I like that. <laughs> Can I get amen? You just don't even know why. Go, oh, there's another one. I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and when you get around a tall, thin woman, you're like, yeah, 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 you can't talk. There's no science to that. And then one day you meet a short, big boned woman. <laughs> and that's who you marry. <laughs> Can you explain that, my brother. <laughs> God, Jesus, said, I'm going to submit myself to the laws of science, but I'm still going to, by faith, still am deity. And I'm going to declare to you and demonstrate to you that the kingdom of God, the kingdom outside your world, is here. There's another world out there, and it's superior to your world. Science only tells you about my glory in this world. It tells you about my little project called the universe. But it doesn't tell you about my throne of heaven. That can only be accessed by faith, which your science can't explain. And so you have to, we have to decide, are we going to live by faith that there's another world out there that's powerful, more powerful and superior to our, what our science tells us this world is about. And please know, our science only tells us a little bit about this world. We're always learning more. So we don't even have all the answers. But we do know that eternity was put in us. That's why we pray. That's why heathens pray. Oh, God, every time there's a world crisis, our thoughts and prayers, who are you praying to? Who are you praying to? So here's what Jesus said. (laughs) In your notes, it's John chapter 10, verse 37. Turn to John chapter 10, verse 37. John 10, 37. This is so cool, Jesus says. He says, I humbled myself and became a man. I submitted myself to the laws of this world, but I also still am God. He says, if I don't do the works of my father, (laughs) look up here, please. While I'm in here, if I don't do the works of my father out there, he says, don't believe me. If there's nothing supernatural about me from another world, then I'm just like you, completely don't believe me. So when he came and prayed for people, and they accused him of casting out demons by by the the power of the devil. By the way, where's the devil from? That's a whole other outside of this world being. But he says, if I don't do the works of my father from another world, don't believe me. I'm just like you. But I've come from another world. My father in heaven is my dad. Everything Jesus did, he was saying, here's what I want you to believe. What I do, you do. The works that I do, you do, and even greater works if you believe. Number three in your notes. The Spirit of God operates in and outside the laws of science. This is where it gets exciting. The Spirit of God, everyone say Spirit of God. Ooh, the Spirit of God works inside and outside the laws of science. What does that mean? Is that if you have cancer today, science will explain to you to the best of their knowledge, which is increasing. Please know that. To the best of their knowledge, which is increasing. That means there's things they don't know. Don't hate on them, it's just reality. We're learning. But we're learning. Science will tell you, here's how you treat that cancer based on what we know today. God is the great physician. And God says, I can reach from another world into your world. The rules out here are different than the rules here. The limitations out here, there is no limit. That's why the Bible says, without God, with God, nothing's impossible. Here, things are impossible. Out here, nothing's impossible. And by faith, we access outside of our world. And we access power and wisdom and insight that does not exist in this world, in the natural. So when you have cancer, you have eye disease, you have a blindness, you, have, you can't have a baby, your leg is hurt. And you say, God, I believe that you are supernatural. I pray you heal me. I pray you restore, I pray you give me ideas, I pray you give me words of knowledge, I pray you speak to me and tell me about my future. Tell me about that person's life, tell me about that person's pain. And God come from the outside of your science explained natural world, not science controlled, not science designed, science explained. That's all it does, explains it. And then it comes, God says I can tell you and let me tell you what you don't know. Let me do in your life what no one can do. So in a minute we're going to pray, and here's what we're going to pray for. Oh, by the way, number three in your notes the number three. Let's turn to Romans chapter eight, verse eleven. Romans eight eleven. Are y'all following me? It says, verse ver, Romans eight eleven. It says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, if the spirit, look up here for a minute. I'm sorry. Let me get my Lego guy. He just died. He's dead. You see him? Can y'all see him? Just watch. He's dead. <laughs> According to the science of this world, he is never going to get up. The science of this world says this no hope. We don't even try to help people once they're dead. They're dead. Can I get an amen? People don't. They're dead. He's dead. <laughs> the Bible says... Verse 11, 8, chapter 8, verse 11 of Romans. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That means that when you die, if you have the, the spirit of God in you, this is what will happen. You'll be alive. Are you following me? Now, let's, let's, let's take that one little baby step back. Let's say, let's say you got, let's say you got a, a disease, let's say you got blindness, let's say you got a hurt leg. The same spirit that can raise you from the dead can heal that leg, that ear. Save your soul. When you get saved, it's a healing event. God heals your relationship with God. He forgives your sin. If you are only believing in science, you are cutting yourself off to this whole supernatural world out here. And you're going to say, biology helped me. Chemistry helped me. By the way, biology, chemistry, the bomb. I love it. Physics, the bomb. Organic chemistry. I had all those classes. They're, they're incredible. Math, calculus. I had four, uh, calculus one, two, three. I don't know if there's a four. I think there's three when I was in college. Differential equations, diffy Q for all y'all math people. I had all that stuff. It's awesome, but it only explains stuff. God says, I, I put all those systems for you to figure it out. I made chemicals. You just call it chemistry. I made it. I made it with dirt. I made you out of dirt. You're a dirt bag. (laughs) For real. (laughs) It's not interesting that Jesus spit in the dirt and said, I made your eye with dirt, so let me heal it with dirt. But in a minute we're going to pray, and here's what you need to pray. Lord, I'm I'm a sinner. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says the penalty of sin is death. Bam. But Jesus Christ came, lived, died, and rose from the dead. So, he can give life to you. If you accept Christ as your Savior, he will forgive you of your sin and raise you from the dead. So, we're gonna pray for salvation, but I also wanna pray for healing. I'm just, it's real simple, I'm just gonna ask God to heal you. And I want you to be thinking about what's wrong with you. I want you to be thinking about your eye, I want you to be thinking about your rods and cones or the person you know that has an eye issue, whatever it is. I, I read on the internet, it's, I mean, it's like dozens of reasons people go blind. I'm not gonna read them all, God knows. So, I'm gonna ask all of you to bow your heads and close your eyes in all the campuses, and then we're gonna pray. And I want you to be thinking about your health. I want you to be thinking about your body right now. I want you to be thinking about someone who you know has an eye problem. You have an eye problem. I'm praying that you wouldn't have to wear glasses after today. Do you have faith for that? Or do you believe I, I'm only limited by LASIKs? I'm limited by glasses. No, there is nothing impossible. Lord Jesus, I thank you. Lord, I pray for right now the people who are skeptical. Oh, Lord, I thank you for them. I thank you that they're hearing what you are saying to them, not what I am saying to them. Because my words are limited. My voice is limited, but your voice is unlimited. So I pray you confirm in their heart that you open up the eyes of their heart that they may see the truth in what I'm saying and what the Bible says. First, the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and the penalty of sin is death. That we're all sinners. And we need Christ to forgive us of our sin. if you would like to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin, I want you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I believe I'm a sinner. But I believe Jesus died and rose from the dead for my sin. Jesus, please forgive me. Come live in my heart if you prayed that prayer in all the campuses, I just want you to lift your hand up real high and just see you so I can pray for you. Just lift your hand up really, really high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. God bless you. And now I'm going to pray for healing. And then together in all the campuses, we're going to take communion together. Right here with me. I'm going to do it with you all together. Lord, there are people here who have ailments, cancer. They can't have children. They have eye problems. Something wrong with their cornea, their iris, their optic nerve, their cones, their rods. They have glaucoma. And all the ways they have have a cataract. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name as the great physician. We pray by faith. We are reaching out of this world. By faith, reaching into the supernatural. And asking that you touch people's bodies. Their legs, their ankles, their hips, their heart, their lungs. Blood clots. Blood disease. Lord, you created the body. We only understand it through science and study. But when we understand it, we see the invisible attributes of God that are so clearly and plainly seen right before us, that there's something amazing before us. So Lord, I pray you heal right now. I pray people would sense healing. However you touch them, whether they feel a pop, a move, heat, electrical, however, however you manifest your presence in their life. I pray that they acknowledge it and say, I, I'm sensing God touch my body." We're praying out of this world into another world, that you would touch us, permeate, fill us, transform us. Because Lord, by faith, we believe that you are the God of the heavens and earth, that all authority in heaven and earth, you have. So Jesus, we ask that you heal even now. Eyes closed, heads bowed. If you can sense that God touched you. In any way, and you feel healed, you feel your eyes healed, your leg, whatever it is, I just want you to test it and take your glasses off, feel you, move your ankle, whatever it is. and if you feel like God touched you, I just want you to raise your hand up really high. Just raise your hand up, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you in all the campuses, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Lord, thank you. Lord, I pray, I pray for supernatural power expressed in people's lives. Thank you for being who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. We are going to take communion. If you could take out your communion cup real quick. Take your communion cup out. I thank you so much that we can come to you and beg for power we cannot find in this world. And I pray as we pray every day, we would realize that we are reaching out of this world into another world. The Last Supper, Jesus took the bread and broke and gave it to disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. My physical body that's going to bleed and break and be torn. Lord, we take this acknowledging that you died for us and rose from the dead, that you were brutally murdered for us. In Jesus' name, amen. He took the cup, gave thanks. He said, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the forgiveness of sin. I want you to take this cup and I want you to remember that I died for you, that I shed my blood for you. My blood, just like you have blood, I got blood. Just like you suffer, I suffered. Just like you understand pain, I understand pain. I want, you to, I want you to remember, I know. But I'm not limited to that. I rose. Lord, we thank you that you understand us. But yet you say there's more. I pray that we would trust there's more. In Jesus' name, Amen. Here's what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray in all the campuses, you can pray with your congregations there and do the offering. Lord, I thank you for our church. Lord, I thank you for the healings. And I pray if anyone was healed specifically of eyes, we want to know this week so we can report on it next week. Please let us know. Call the office and let us know your story. Send a video if you have something that happened to your eye. 30 seconds or less video. But we want to know. We want to know. Lord, thank You for Your faithfulness. I pray Your supernatural power in all our campuses. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor.